Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Miriam, John, and Betsy to continue our conversation from last week. And I'm going to start with Betsy this week. What's awesome? Um, what's awesome is that... Can this be more general rather than this yeah. right now? Okay. So, Whatever's awesome. Okay. This is super awesome. So because of assignments in the Enchanted Circle and coaching from Cassie, uh, one of the things you do is you come up with a list of what you would spend $10,000 on. I kept trying to do like, and actually I think it started before the pandemic. So it was like mm-hmm. trips or... I don't know, all these kinds of things. And nothing was turning me on. And I finally realized after quite a bit of time, I kind of, kind of I started to realize that what would really, really turn me on would to spend the entire $10,000 on organizing and cleaning my loft. Not redecorating, not new appliances, none of that. I mean, I tried that and it was like, okay. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, um, and I actually, I wrote a check. It's still on my refrigerator for $10,000 to a professional organizer that I found in Palo Alto. And I wanted to spend it all on her and she'd recommend what appliances I ought to get to replace or paint or whatever like that. But I just wanted someone like a really, really top-notch professional organizer to help me with this. And I, and then a, a later assignment was to come up with what your abundance activating emotion was mm-hmm. and mine became happy and mine was happy and then sometime after that it all clicked together which was me doing my own organizing even without a professional organizer organizer activated the feeling of happy therefore the feeling of abundance in me and so organization equals happiness and, and happiness equals organization. And I started to realize how much pleasure I got out of doing that. And I don't even need a professional organizer anymore. (laughs) Um, Because again, this is like my hobby, you know, Mm -hmm. and if I need to feel better, I just organize something, a drawer, whatever. And um, I, I can, I've just already done so much already and I've been organizing it in a way that it stays organized. So I've awesome. come, to me, it's like this puzzle. And also it's a, it's a form of creativity and expression of creativity um, to come up with these ways to design, whether it's organization of a drawer or a closet or whatever, 
in order to make it also easy to continually maintain it. Um, and uh, as you guys know, I love blue and white. Blue and white in Paris is all over my loft. You can see it behind me. And um, so when I'm doing the organizing in my house, it's all blue and white in Paris. And, um, and I keep coming up with innovative, different, weird, and really effective new ways to do that. And um, that has just made a, uh, it's a huge difference. And when I do it, that's when I'm relaxed. My brain is relaxed. I can get ex inspired actions for other things, whether it has to do with relationships or has to do with work or any of that kind of stuff. So it's a modality that en enables my brain to access solutions in completely different areas of my life while I'm doing the happiness organizing thing. Totally awesome. I love it. Jean, what's awesome? So just before COVID or just before Mardi Gras last year, um, I had an opportunity to go to Santa Fe and to go to Santa Fe, you have to fly into Albuquerque. And my half brother lives in Albuquerque and I hadn't seen him in many, many years, even though we're in touch over Zoom and whatever. And I got to tell him that we actually had another half sister and uh, that was really cool. He, he was super accepting, which I was a little, to be honest, I was a little afraid of. But in talking about a week, week and a half later, we discovered that we were all fans of Renaissance festivals. And so we said, okay, well, we'll all go to a Renaissance festival this fall. And we were going to bring um, the other half brother, mm -hmm. but that hasn't happened. But the three of us, plus my sister's daughter, who I also have not met, are all meeting in Texas in two weeks to go to the Texas Renaissance Festival and the beer tastings and the bourbon and rum tastings and just everything and we're doing costumes and everything it's going to be just an absolute blast and i can't wait that is awesome fabulous Miriam. what's awesome what's awesome is that today on a one well, uh, an enchanted circle call um i learned a really quite simple technique, which I think is going to prove really valuable to me in my day-to-day -day life. I was explaining on the call how my medical team were changing and I was, and have been really anxious about it because I've had really good um, medical support and, you know, I didn't know the new people and I was just worried about they were going to be nice and were they going to be supportive. And it turned out that both the um, doctors I met today were utterly lovely. So I have spent weeks worrying about this. Um, and talking to Cassie, uh, you asked me, well, what could you do instead of that? And I said something to the effect of, well, I could just 
well, stop worrying and just uh, adopt a, well, let's just wait and see. Don't think the worst, just, um, I thought that was a fair enough answer because I thought, yeah, that serves me right for worrying all that time. But Cassie then said, no, think something else. Think I always attract what I need or I always attract good people. And that's it. That's all you need to think. You think that and put that out into the world. I think that, I mean, we, we've had only had that discussion a couple of hours ago, but I genuinely think that's going to prove really valuable to me. Someone who is moving away from glass half full. No, my glass wasn't even half full. My glass was smashed on the floor. You know, I would go, I would catastrophize. You know, I'd go from, the, mm -hmm. and you know, it's part of the, the job I do. My job is to think, what if, what if, what if? I'm a writer. But, and when that works positively, that's fantastic. And it's a great place to be and, and it provides great work. But when I get, it has gone negatively, it, it you know, it, it takes me down, my mood down. So this little technique, I'm really excited to apply that to my everyday life. So thank you, Cassie. Yay, you're so welcome. I'm excited too. Awesome. So I think the next um, best question to ask right now is, do you have any, um, each of you, and whoever can just raise your hand if you want to go first, do you have any LOA myths or what LOA myth would you dispel based on your experience? So, you know, maybe something that you thought was the way to do it before, or, you know, isn't the way to do it, you know, or you thought you had to do it and you've learned that any LOA myths that you could dispel for listeners, Betsy, and then John. Well, I, um, I, I really thought any amount of feeling bad was a bad thing. And mm. that my brain would just go down that neural pathway of what was bad. And that that would happen to me before and I, it would really mess me up. Um, so it's definitely in resistance to Kathy's um, uh, telling people on calls to feel the feelings. <laughs> and, and I'm going, you know, I can buy into everything else, but I'm not buying into that one. And um, uh, it, it seemed to fly in the face of everything that I knew about the way the brain works. Um, however, in somewhat my defense, um, it's not a, it, it is a two-part thing. It's a feeling, the, feel the feelings, and then, you know, what do I feel? Then what do I want? Mm -hmm. And um, And actually, that technique, it, I just, it's just dawned on me. One of my um, leading techniques in my book and using neuroscience of insight and all that kind of stuff is exactly that. Mm -hmm. um, I just wasn't, I, I, I somehow couldn't hear how you were saying it, but it was, it's something that I have been doing for 20, 25 years 
mm-hmm. and really effectively and a, a technique that I love. And it is one where you feel, you feel like shit um, um, to begin with. And then you do. And so anyway, it is the, what do I feel followed by? What do I want? Mm-hmm. And I realize that it actually completely maps to the way the brain works. Um, and it just took me a lot of months of fighting it. <laughs> That's I, I love when we admit that. And I love, thank you for sharing all of that. Amazing. Jean. So really if the reason I've been around for five years is that it's taken me five years to dispel all the myths, and <laughs> change all the things that I was getting wrong. Um, but I think I'll go with this one. Uh, in terms of writing affirmations and saying, what did you want? What do you want? It was a lot of, for me, that whole thing of get as detailed as you possibly can. Um, so I would be scripting using Cassie's technique to script and I would write, I see a blue bird with a yellow spot on its tail sitting on a holly branch and the holly branch has three berries on it. And there's a shaft of light coming down through the trees and it dabbles and it lights up the, the bird right on the crown of its head. And Cassie would say, no, I want you to write down, I see a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while, uh, you're actually, I, I, I'm pretty much there, but I, I don't always get there. But I think you told me I could, I could write my actions in three words and I had five <laughs> words to describe my sensory experience and three words for my um my uh feeling and then I could write as much as I wanted for my gratitude Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a long time it was like oh my god I put an extra word in there (laughs) (laughs) but what you what the reason that that became so important was um it allowed me to see a lot more things as evidence. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't see a bluebird with a yellow spot on its tail sitting on a holly branch, but I saw a cardinal come flying down and sit right in front of the path of me on the path when I'm taking the dogs for a walk, I could see that bird as the evidence for what I had been scripting, scripting about. Or if I said, um, I got a new car, then the car that I got was the new car. But if I said I got a Porsche 911 with a gray with a convertible top and tan seats, then if I didn't get a Porsche 911, it wasn't (laughs) what I was trying to manifest. And the fact that I just got a court. Corvette with, you know, a red Corvette with the racing stripes on it was not going to be good enough because it wasn't what I was, quote, trying to manifest. And I still use a few adjectives when it's really important. Um, 
I know you probably have seen it as I get out of bed, my, my feet don't touch carpet, they touch a smooth floor. And I don't mm -hmm. know why that's important to me, but in, in my future self, I, that's something that is important. Um, so, but I don't, I've never tried to define whether that's ceramic tile or floor or, or some other kind of flooring or what. But um, yeah, it was that taking away from the specific, which meant that nothing would ever match yeah. exactly. Um, and then I couldn't see evidence and I couldn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Awesome. Miriam, you shared a very good one with the uh, doing everything on last episode. You're doing so much stuff. Do you have another one you'd like to share? Yeah, I do. Um, when uh, my previous attempt at uh, manifesting a law of attraction, everything I read or was told always said um, uh, you have to regularly repeat these positive affirmations. I am a magnificent money manifesto or I am this I am that and just keep saying them to yourself spend five minutes put them in your handbag get them out read them during the day I did this and it never connected it, I may as well have been speaking in another language and I just <laughs> thought it's me I'm not doing this right I'm not connecting I, I can't this is just isn't working for me and it really frustrated me actually because it just seemed to be a key part in, you know in everyone's practice and mm -hmm. what I have learned since being in the enchanted circle is that is is not to force things um I, I I have tried a few and over the months I've learned that well it, it just no that's it doesn't work it doesn't matter <laughs> I, I I'll try this one out I am whatever it is no it doesn't seem to work doesn't matter and I realize now just got to wait until one comes that resonates with me yes. to force this to force these affirmations is it's useless for me for me and um but i had a couple of days ago i saw something online that did resonate with me and i printed it out into a nice thing i'm showing cassie now <laughs> i printed this out and it says do something today that your future self will thank you for. And I thought, that's the one. That's the one for me. <laughs> that is that is by my, this is literally next to me, is next to my my uh, manifest $10,000 board, is that one. But I'm not, for, you know, I'm not saying it to myself every, every day. I just glance over at it. It makes me smile because I know at some point in the future I will be doing future self work yes it's not right for me now and it just felt yeah put that one there that that's going to serve you well at some point so um I'm not worried that I don't have any others I have one that I I you know experiment with I go no I'm not ready for that yet so I've stopped I've let go of that when they when it comes it will come Yes, I love it. And my suspicion is it will come when you are scripting your future self, because that's often when people get the one. Hopefully I didn't take yeah. away what Jean was about to say. I still want to hear it. <laughs> Jean, what did you have to <laughs> add? So, yeah, this the, this one could have been one of mine, too, as could have Betsy's. <laughs> but uh, what I found with affirmations is if I said, oh, I'm wealthy and beautiful and, and 
financially independent, what my current self said back was, no, you're not. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but when, I, when we started doing future self-work, mm-hmm. I know she is financially independent. And so that affirmation doesn't ring true to my current self, but it very much rings true to who I am in the future. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, that, that was the grain of truth in affirmations. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I can take into the future. My future self is happy and confident and connected and financially independent and I don't have to say I'm lying because she is she is you can see it you know her yes oh I love that amazing um we are about to wrap up any anyone have anything else on their heart they want to share what they're excited about next year it can be anything something you want listeners to know Miriam I just want to say Jean is my hero (laughs) I've I've listened to all her podcasts and I resonate so much with her journey I see so much of myself in her and it's so um it's it gives me so much hope and positivity to hear that she's come through it um so yes you are my you are my role model John (laughs) yay I love it Betsy Actually, I just really appreciate this call. It's helping me a whole lot more than just doing something for the podcast. Um, I, um, the whole, oh, I, it was, it was what, when Miriam, when you said future self work isn't right for me now. And, um, Kathy knows I've been chafing at not being able you know, not being able to, or not be allowed to do future work. And, um, and that just really, I, I, the thought that immediately came to me after you said that Miriam was, Oh, I get it now. Um, because, um, I wanted to do future work to force myself to the place I am now. Yes. Um, Cause I, I get that about affirmations. Most I believe in reality-based affirmations. And if you try to do something that your brain doesn't go along with, it's, it just, it does mm-hmm. the opposite. And, um, and so I, it's like, especially experiencing this openness and spaciousness kind of feeling and stopping pushing and um, everything that I've talked about in these calls, um, which has all come together pretty recently for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a year into this. And I had been like, you know, oh, I'm not doing my assignments fast enough. I'm not getting all the assignments I'm supposed to get done before future self. And I was pushing myself, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you've got to be doing it more, doing it more. And Cassie kept saying, it's, you know, it's all going to be timed just right. And I don't have to feel, you know, oh, I'm way behind on my assignments and this is bad and all this kind of stuff. Cause now I'm seeing, oh my God, whatever 
has happened in the last year has led me to this place. Um, I'll have a blast when I'm doing future self, but it's not, it's like, I'm like, if I had sort of just, if I pushed myself to get all the assignments done to do future self workshop and, and all of that, um, it, it would have all been done wrong. Mm -hmm. No, it, it would have been me pushing and it's the not pushing that leads to the biggest change, you know, really easy, effortless, fun kind of change. And that I'll do future self when I, when it's the right time for me to do that. And however long it takes, whatever happens, especially since I'm in here for at least five years and beyond. So um, that, by the way, I must say, that's something that has just keeps blowing me away because it was about, well, it's, it's been a year now. It's been maybe 11 months. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to do to sign up for future for um for enchanted circle for five years and um and when that came that opportunity came through on an email and I just said hell yeah and (laughs) it and through the pandemic Mm -hmm. I have thought over and over again oh my god what an incredible difference it makes that I I can just relax into this five years. And mm-hmm. the fact that I get four calls and daily assignments and, you know, connections with you and all this kind of stuff. I, 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 it, I keep thinking about how usually if you have a coach or a therapist or whatever you, the most you do is once a week mm-hmm. and all hell could break loose at some time and you can't talk to them for another week. And having four calls available, not to mention just the incredible library of content that's available to anybody who's any kind of a member in the Enchanted Circle to go back to years of four calls a week. I've learned so much just listening to the previous calls and, um, just that alone is a gold mine. Anyway, I, 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 the timing, I kept thinking, and I, I could tell that something new <laughs> that I needed to have that set up. Yeah. And I mean, cause I, it, it has made all the difference. It's the reason why the pandemic has been good for me rather than horrible. Awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I will say um, just for listeners and for you too, is, you know, you talked about how now you you'll be in the place of not pushing your future self. And I think often that first go round of the future self work, what happens the second time that people go through the workshop is they realize they were pushing the first time. And so, yes, to echo what you said, you have done the work, whether it, you know, no matter how it's framed, you've been doing the work. So 
I love that you're also seeing that and had that aha. I love that you all were here and you shared your stories and your journeys today. I know so many people out there are inspired and having ahas and believing that what they want is even more possible after listening to this. So thank you so much for um, sharing this moment in your journey and telling us all about 2020. I look forward to continuing to share your stories and to get to be a part of your journeys. Thank you all. And thank you all for listening. Make sure to come back next week and check out some more 2020 roundups. I love helping people manifest money because when you're learning to use the law of attraction, money is such a great tool. It gives such instant feedback. There's so many opportunities to see how the energy is flowing through you and where you might be getting tripped up or not allowing it to come in. So if you've had trouble manifesting in the past, you might want to use money as a way to learn how to use the law of attraction. Now, I have helped thousands of people manifest millions of dollars using my system Manifest 10K. And now I would love to invite you to join me complimentary and pay based on your success. You heard me right. You can join, get access to my very successful program, the Enchanted Circle, and most of all, my coaching for when you get stuck. And then you can pay me 10% of what you manifest after you're successful. If this sounds good to you, go to payafteryoumanifest.com to apply. That's payafteryoumanifest.com. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn more about enrolling in the Enchanted Circle, go to cassieparks.com.